Okay, back to podcast. Wednesday night podcast. I hope everyone has had a good <clears throat> good week. We are so very thankful for the Lord and His blessings. Um, thank you for praying for me and my family. I am recording this early, so at the time <clears throat> time you're listening, uh, I hopefully will be in Florida and uh, just be praying for us. All right, we are moving quickly um, to Second Kings chapter number eighteen, and um, we well, okay, actually, Second Kings nineteen. So what has happened up until now is uh, Sennacherib has invaded Judah, so the, the fight is on. Things have now come to a head. And so before we move further, let me just bring us up to speed on where we are, what we've discussed, talked about in the, uh, in the account. And that is simply um, Hezekiah brought about revival in the land. And he opened up the doors to the house of God. He dealt with the, uh, the priests and the Levites. He did all the necessary things that um, he should do to see and experience somewhat of a revival for the people of God. And anytime you do that, you're going to raise the attention and the ire of Satan. And so <clears throat> Satan rises up and there's uh, attempts at division and they go from the attempts at division to warfare and battles. And so the devil's tactic is to uh, give get Hezekiah uh, several fold. One is to get him to give up ground that he's uh, retaken. Secondly is to keep him busy with fights and battles. And you know, that's the... That's still the modus operandi, the battle plan, if you please, of Satan. He wants to keep us busy with infighting and battles and keep our eyes and focus off the goal. And he likes to keep, uh, keep get us to give up ground that we've already established and, and gotten back as God has given it to us. So that's that's the objective. That's what's going on here. And so now we come, and it's come to a head. Rabshakeh has warned and spoken about the intentions of Sennacherib. And Sennacherib is now invading the army of Judah. He's invading Hezekiah and the people of God. And this leads us to what we spoke about on Sunday morning. And so let's get into the message and the uh, the lesson that we're going to talk about here out of Second Kings 19. It came to pass when King Hezekiah heard it. So he heard the words of Rabshakeh about the impending um, invasion of Sennacherib that he ran his clothes and he covered himself with sackcloth and went into the house of the Lord. So he... It, it, this was commonplace to go into or, or to, uh, the, it was a show of repentance when someone covered themselves in sackcloth and ashes. And the New Testament 
um, translation for that would simply be that we uh, pay close, that we, we repent, we have a heart of repentance as we approach God, as we go to God. And so always go repentant, always go humble. And so Hezekiah goes to the house of God. Now, I want to go to Isaiah 37. Okay, we've got a cross analogy here. So let's, before we do, let's, let's, let's just read a few verses in 2 Kings 19. Came to pass when King Hezekiah heard it that he rent his clothes and covered himself with sackcloth and ashes, went into the house of the Lord. And he sent Eliakim, which was over the household, and Shebna, the scribe, and the elders of the priest, covered with sackcloth, to Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amos. And they said unto him, Thus saith Hezekiah, This day is a day of trouble and of rebuke and blasphemy, for the children are come to the birth, and there is no strength to bring forth. Maybe. The Lord thy God will hear all the words of Rabshakeh, whom the king of Assyria, his master, hath sent to reproach the living God, and will reprove the words which the Lord thy God hath heard. Wherefore, lift up thy prayer for the remnant that are left. Verse 5, So the servants of King Hezekiah came to Isaiah. And Isaiah said unto them, Thus saith, Shall you say to your master, Thus saith the Lord, Be not afraid of the words which thou hast heard, with which the servants of the king of Assyria have blasphemed me. Behold, I will seem to blast upon him, and he shall hear a rumor, and shall return to his own land, and I will cause him to fall by the sword in his own land. Now, put your Bible marker there and go to Isaiah 37. Isaiah 37. And we've got Isaiah's account of this. So, how do we know all this is true? Well, do you remember what God said that everything would be established by the mouth of two or three witnesses. Well, in this, we've got First Kings for or Second Kings, Second Chronicles, as well as Isaiah. So Isaiah's role in this is very important. For you see, God has established a an order, and and Hezekiah is the king, but Isaiah is the prophet. Isaiah is the one that hears directly from God. He speaks to God on behalf of the people and he'll pray for the people to God, but he, he absolutely hears from God. It's the prophets that had the word of the Lord. So, let's look at this interesting battle from Isaiah's perspective. Okay, so let's go to Isaiah 37. Isaiah 37. And it came to pass when King Hezekiah heard it that he rent his clothes, covered himself with sackcloth, went into the house of the Lord. Uh, so we go to verse five, and it's, it's it's exactly what we've read. I don't want to I don't want to be redundant for the sake of time. Verse six and verse seven is how uh, the last few verses that we just read in Second Kings wind up. Look at verse seven. Behold, I will send a blast upon him; he will hear a rumor return to his own land, and I will cause him to fall by the sword in his own land. Now, uh, so Rabshakeh, verse 8, returned and found the king of Assyria warring against Libnah, for he had heard that he was departed from Lachish. He heard say concerning Terah, king of Ethiopia, he has come forth to make war with thee. 
And when he heard it, he sent messengers to Hezekiah, saying, Thus shall you speak to Hezekiah, king of Judah, saying, Let not thy God in whom thou trustest deceive thee, saying, Jerusalem shall not be given into the hand of the king of Assyria. Behold, thou hast heard what that you see. He's trying to trying to make God's people believe that God's preachers telling them a lie. Isaiah is God's man, and he's saying, "Don't believe what God's servants said." That's always been the objective of the devil. The devil did that to Adam and Eve in Genesis three. Yea, hath God said, He's doing it here to Hezekiah. He said, "Don't believe what you hear. Don't believe what Isaiah is saying." Do you know what he does to people in the New Testament? to a Bible preacher that's preaching the Word of God, that ain't what God said. That ain't what it means. That's not what he's saying. Happens, still happens today. Verse 12, Have the gods of the nations delivered them, which my fathers have destroyed, as Gozan and Haran and Raspah and the children of Eden, which were in Telassar? Where is the king of Hamath and the king of Arphad and the king of the city of Serevim, Hena and Iva? Hezekiah received the letter from the hand of the messengers and read it. Hezekiah went up into the house of the Lord and he spread it before the Lord. So he takes this out and he puts it before God. Learn to do that in your life. This is a picture in teaching us to take it to God. These are the words of threat. These are the words of war. And Isaiah or Hezekiah takes it before God and he spreads it out before God. There is a New Testament teaching for you and I. When we have a burden, when we have a problem, when we have a battle, when we have a fight, learn to take it to God and spread it out before God. So that's what Hezekiah does. And Hezekiah prayed unto the Lord, saying, O Lord of hosts, God of Israel, thou dwellest between the cherubims, thou art the God, even thou alone. Of all the kingdoms of the earth, thou hast made heaven and earth. Incline thine ear, O Lord, hear. Open thine eyes, O Lord, and see. And hear all the words of Sennacherib, which has sent to reproach the living God of a truth. Lord, the king, uh, kings of Assyria have laid waste all the nations in their countries, have cast their gods into the fire, for they were no gods, but the work of men's hands. Wood and stone, therefore they have destroyed them. Now therefore, O Lord our God, save us from this hand, that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that thou art the Lord, even thou only. That's a pretty good prayer to emulate. We want to see some prayers in the life of Hezekiah, and um, that's a good one to emulate. Notice his prayer is about bringing God glory. He has a specific need. He wants victory. But notice how he closes it that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that thou art the Lord, even thou only. Verse 21. Then Isaiah the son of Amos sent unto Hezekiah, saying, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, Whereas thou hast prayed to me against Sennacherib king of Assyria. This is the word which the Lord has spoken concerning him. The virgin, the daughter of Zion, hath despised thee, laughed thee to scorn. The daughter of Jerusalem has shaken her head at thee. Whom hast thou reproached and blasphemed, and against whom thou hast exalted thy voice, even against the Holy One of Israel? And then he goes on. Uh, let's, let's go to verse number just for sake of time, verse 35, I will defend this city to save it for my own sake and for my servant David's sake. So, right there, do you see that? 
that is God's answer back to Hezekiah and Amos concerning the prayer that Hezekiah has prayed. Hezekiah went before God. He laid the letter before the Lord and said, Lord, you do something about this. Reminds me of Bill Walters. Bill Walters listens to uh, the podcast. He listens to the preaching. He goes to Cornerstone Baptist in Landis. And Brother Bill has a testimony. I believe it was his wife's surgeries. She had, she had a, a lot of surgeries, and he didn't have the money to pay them. All the bills started rolling in. And um, he took all, started taking all the bills. He took them up, put them on the refrigerator, said, God, you've got some bills. God said, I'll supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. You know what God did? God took care of them bills for Brother Bill. He, he tells that testimony to this day. Folks, that is no different than what, I, what Hezekiah done in this situation. Help us to learn that. I don't do it enough. You don't do it enough. We don't do it enough. We live by worry. We live by fear. We live by wisdom. We live by experience. We live by what we think. We live by what we dread. We live by what we stress about. But we don't always live by the necessary faith. And Hezekiah took that letter and he laid it down before God. And he said, God, this is what Sennacherib's wanting to do. You do something about it. And then he closes the prayer out with that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that there is a God in Israel, that you're the God of all the earth. So he closes his prayer with, this is something I want personally, but I want it in order that you may get glory and honor. Now, the answer comes, and God says, I'm going to do that which you've prayed. That's how he closes out verse 35. For I will defend this city to save it for mine own sake and for my servant David's sake. So this is what I was telling you about on Sunday morning. They have been fighting. They have been warring. It's went on for months. They've been invaded. And God had an unseen river through that conduit in the pools come from the river that flows right into the city of, of Judah and Jerusalem that they may have water to get them through the battle. Well, this night, when God answers the prayer of Hezekiah through the mouth of Isaiah, watch verse 36. After God answers the prayer, after God makes the statement that I'm going to do it for David and thy servant's sake, verse 36, Then the angel of the Lord went forth and smote in the camp of the Assyrians a hundred and four score, that's 80, or four, yeah, four score, scores 20 years, 180 and 5,000. So there's where I got that number, 185,000, 104 score and 5,000. And when they arose early in the morning, behold, they were all dead corpses. So that speaks of the power of God. Jesus could have called down legions of angels on the cross and defeated everything that came against him. Folks, God uses one angel, not just not a legion. He uses one angel in one night to defeat an army of 185,000 soldiers that are left as dead corpses. That is the power of God. 
if God can do that with one angel in one night, what can he do with our prayer request? What can he do with what we desire if we do it to bring him glory? So Sennacherib, verse 37, king of Assyria, departed and went and returned and dwelt in Nineveh. Nineveh, of course, is the city known, famous in Jonah. Uh, it is it is a, a Gentile, godless city. And um, that's where Sennacherib goes back to. And it came to pass as he was worshiping in the house of Nisroch, his god, the Adrenamelech, and the Shezior, his son, smote him with the sword. And they escaped into the land of Armenia, and Erhaddon, his son, reigned in his stead. So his own sons smote Sennacherib after the armies got defeated. So that's the answer that we see in Isaiah 37, or 38, 37 and 38. Now, Let's watch this in 2 Kings 19.14. Hezekiah received the letter of the hands of the messengers, read it, and Hezekiah went up to the house of the Lord, and he spread it before the Lord. He begins to pray, verses 15 through 19. In verse 20, God tells him, I have heard. I've heard what your prayer is. And he's going to do, and, and he goes on, and he, he lists what all he's going to do and how he's going to restore the land and bring all the blessings back. He gets down to verse 34, and he says, For I will defend this city to save it for mine own sake and for my servant David's sake. Okay? Now watch. And it came to pass that night that the angel of the Lord went out, smote in the camp of the Assyrians, and hundred and fourscore and five thousand, when they arose early in the morning, behold, they were all dead. Didn't we just read that? And then we read of Sennacherib's death. So notice the word of God in three places. Here in Second Kings 19, here in Second Chronicles 32, as well as in Isaiah, where we just read from, that God aligns this account in his word. That must mean he, he thinks very highly of this story. That must mean this is a story in the Bible that we should take note of, that we should take remembrance of, that we should use and apply in our own lives. So preacher, how are they applicable to our lives? Well folks, we face battles every day. We face stresses. We face worries. We face fears. We face armies, we face uh, demons of hell that seek to fight and war against us. And may we learn, may we grow to this place, may we gain from this, that when we face these battles, that we not fear or be overcome with fear. Let me say that, because I'm sure Hezekiah was worried, I'm sure he was concerned, but he had enough faith and I, I don't note where he he exposed his worry, where he showed his worry. He just simply took that letter of threat that had been sent to him. And he spread it out before God. And he said, here it is, God. You do something about this. And he said, God, would you accomplish this for your glory? And God answers him immediately. He doesn't answer him ten chapters later, five chapters later. God answers him immediately. And that very night, 
he smites 185,000 Assyrians, and Sennacherib is killed by his own sons as he flees to Nineveh. That, ladies and gentlemen, tells us of the power of prayer, the power of faith, the power of taking the burdens, taking the fears, and taking the worries, and laying them out and spreading them out before God. Do that. Try that sometime. I want you to do that tonight. Some of you listen to this with something on your heart, something on your mind, a prayer request that you can't quite get answered. I want you to go to God in prayer tonight, and I want you to lay it out before God. I want you to spread it out before God and say, God, I'm making this your problem now. Would you do something about it for your glory and for your honor? What a great lesson we learned from Hezekiah's prayer life. Now, we'll probably have one more lesson in Hezekiah's life. And as we do so, it's interesting. It's an interesting lesson because he prays for something that's out of the will of God. And because of that, the results, the results and the fallout of him praying out of the will of God are demonstrated. So the next lesson is going to be interesting as well as we begin to wrap up our our lessons and our teaching and our little mini-series on Hezekiah. Thank you for listening. Thank you for praying. Please pray for uh, me and my family. We'll be headed back on Friday, and I will be back in worship services with you on Sunday morning. Good night. God bless, and I love each of you.